Will. Eric. Will. Yeah, man, I just had this bit about uh, somebody. There was like a, we were in Memphis, and a buddy was telling a story about going to a wedding in Memphis. Who's we? Me and a couple buddies. Oh, we went down for. So this is not like a dream that you no, had no, no. where you and me were in Memphis. Okay. No, 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 okay. no, no. Me and a couple buddies. All right. Continue. So we're telling our Uber driver on the way to the Grizz game about this wedding that my buddy went to and how it was this like beautiful day in the park and like, you know, everybody's in white and it's just, like great thing. And then like across the park, this public park, this like metal band is practicing. <laughs> <laughs> so the mom yeah. just like goes over there and just like yeah. tears their heads off and be like, there's a wedding right now. <laughs> and I'm like, do you think they asked her to like join the band? Like this raging mom with like, like yeah. eye mascara running down her yeah. face in his beautiful white dress, like, like oh. shredding gnar. Oh, you got some great energy here. Take my card. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I love that idea so much of that mom, this like country mom in Memphis, just yeah. like tearing this rock band to beast the pieces and them just being like, I love your chords, bro. Join us. Leave the park now. Whoa. Whoa. Were you not? You didn't. You didn't I wasn't ready that? for that. I wasn't ready for that. that. That was good. Yeah, that was good. Damn. I mean, I don't enjoy where, doing. Where you that. been hiding that? <laughs> hey, did you ever know you could do that? Uh, yeah, I got some vocal range. Damn. I I always say too. Um, <clears throat> that's not really vocal range. Well, whatever. That, that's something. That's something else. Uh, I always say too that um, I do a pretty good country twang. Oh, do you? Like, yeah, I've I've been complimented on my country twang. Like, you know, when I'm on dates or like hanging out or something like that, I'll come up with like country songs to make fun of white people. So uh, <laughs> uh-huh. I do it, and like, it depends on how drunk I am. I'll do it with like a real thick country like swing, singing twang, and some people are like, "That's like spot on." <laughs> so I always fat like wonder like, did I miss my opportunity to have like a career as a country singer, even though like I hate so, country music? <laughs> I, I don't I don't know how long we've known each other, like. A, a very long time and I've never known these two things about you. I never know, knew that you could do a, a thoroughly decent growl vocal impersonation and that you're, you have like a solid country twang that, it's that gets about, complimented. It's all about context, baby. You got to get me in the right amount of liquored up in the right scenario. You right. get me in Kansas city. I'm doing a lot of death metal growl. Yeah. You get me in like Nashville or something like that. And we're making fun of white people. I'm definitely pulling out or like, you know, you get me on Dixon and we walk by Yeehaw. I'll uh I'll bust out some uh some twang for you. Walk by what? Yeehaw. I have no idea what that bad is. Bar with the uh, you don't have to explain. Yeah, it's it's fine. It's bad. Uh, all right, Eric. Woo. So we are episode. Is this twenty four? Twenty two. This is episode twenty two. This is twenty three. Oh, I can't count. This is this one's twenty. This one's twenty three. Yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. So one thing that's happened is that this is the first time that we've done, we've recorded. Since we've been on Spotify. True. So, Nudesters, you can go hit us up on Spotify. And I definitely hope that some of you find us by searching for your favorite music artists and then discovering and then scrolling down. And then you see us looking super dumb down at the bottom where the podcasts are listed because it seems that we're now pretty searchable and well indexed within Spotify. We've done a little uh, experimentation. You wanna you wanna put in. Star. I want to hijack every artist's like uh, profile that we. Yeah. I, I just want us to just be all up in there. Well, I mean, we should be like we're like I've done like four Smino songs. 
a couple yeah. like Brent Fayez. I'm all over like Toby Lou. So like yeah, if we could populate on like the the yeah. artists before they're like super popping. Yeah, I'm sure some of them are not that thrilled about it. Whatever. Like oh man, who are these annoying? I wonder if anybody will ever feel compelled to like be interviewed on a podcast just so like it kind of like buries our episode that we did about them. <laughs> yeah, just so they can. <laughs> what do we get first? Somebody hitting us up and being like, hey, I'm that artist you talked about. I loved your podcast or a cease and desist. You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the real question. <laughs> but will. Yeah. So anyway, I'm up first this week. You are. And I've got a Jean, as they say. Ooh. Ooh. I wonder yeah. what genre it's going to be in. I, yeah, that is a very good. Uh, that's a very good question. So hey, let's man, get right into it's it. It's DJ C, DJ coming on, making you a special mix for your birthday. You come into adulthood now, baby boy. You got to get a job. You go go out into the forest, chop some wood. Do you think? Go Barry, it's your birthday. Go Barry, it's your birthday. Go Barry, it's your birthday. You're a man now. Mazel Tov. Go Barry, it's your birthday. Go Barry, it's your birthday. Go Barry, it's your birthday. You're a man now. Mazel Tov. Baby, here I am. I'm a man on the scene. I can give you what you want, but you got to come home.
the hands in the air. I like the girl over there with the long blonde hair. She's shaking her thing like it's the end of the world. She's looking her way, her and all her girls. That's the kind of dude I was looking for. And yes, you'll get slapped if you're looking for. Ladies pointing because you're interested. They step to us and put in their bid. I said, excuse me, you're a hell of a guy. I mean, mama, my, my, you're like pelican fly. I mean, you're so shy and I'm loving your tie. You're like slicker than the guy with the thing on his eye. Oh. We're gonna hang out at the after party. Yes, we just laid around in the hotel lobby. Yes, and I ask the dude what you want to do. <laughs> How do you feel now that you have 17 songs stuck in your head all at once? That was so much. I don't even know where to start. Who, what? Yeah, dog. Who was that? It was DJ Cummerbund, Long Island's own. Long Island. I don't yeah. know why that makes sense, but it does. <laughs> it it kind of does, right? Oh, man. It kind of does. That was, that was like... So I don't know if it was so bad that it was good or so good that it was bad. It's a it's a lot of things. That that's the greatest mashup of all time. <laughs> so which is like the worst thing ever. I get, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So basically, it's you can't help but appreciate it every step of the way. It was so good. The, the painstaking like precision of every. Everything being perfectly in key, everything just like being like just so, and then also like it's just. But at the same time, at the same time, there's an asterisk. So you have to say, like every now and then, one song comes in, and you're like, no, no, like like when when Rush came in, I was like, no, and then Spice Girls comes in, you're like, no, and then Foo Fighters, and you're like, no, yeah. But then at the but then at the same time, it's just like it's just so perfect altogether. Yeah, it was like so good, bad. It's like I can't even call that a B movie because it was so (laughs) well done. Yeah, like it was like high level expertise. How he got the harmonies. Yep. And oh my God. And then uh how what who was covering Otis Redding's hard to handle? 
Black Crows. Duh. Oh, I've never heard the Black Crows do yeah, you, yeah. I had never heard that song before. Well, we just listened to it. Why, yeah. why are you lying? I did not. I, I did not know that. Um, that was just so much. It, so, it's a lot. So DJ Cumberbund um, is very prolific. He does these all the time. He's got a YouTube channel. It's popping. You should check it out. Yeah, because the video really like <clears throat> added a lot of oh, context. Oh, absolutely. The video was incredible. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And it it helps you identify like what's because like that'd be way too much audio stimulation if you were just listening to that in headphones, which I'm sure everybody it, on the exactly, podcast just did. Exactly, yeah. Um, so go find DJ Cumberbund on YouTube. Yeah, you and I, I guess. Probably a lot of his things are getting taken down from YouTube, copyright stuff, maybe, well, yeah. I don't know. So I think he re-uploads things onto Facebook, and so, um, but probably some of his best ones that have, he's done over the years are just not anywhere, maybe, or I could be wrong, I don't know. Well, plus, uh, Michael Jackson's canceled now. So. Yeah, he is canceled, and that's, that's another very important uh, topic that I was going to bring up, is I kind of almost didn't play that. Yeah, I see the eyebrows, uh, and I agree. I agree with those eyebrows. So, I don't know. It's kind of like, um, I haven't seen... Uh, Leaving Neverland? Yeah, have you? No, I haven't either. I haven't, yeah. So, I'm sure that when I... If, if I had, I probably would have felt weird about playing that, which I... And I also now feel weird about playing it, but... <laughs> and but, that's, that's why we're not... As wedding DJs, we're not allowed to play Michael Jackson anymore, because if you play it, even though everybody likes it and knows it, the question then comes up that immediately sparks a debate. You know right. what I'm saying? Well, like, you can't play that song without thinking about it. Yeah, so that's, a, that's actually a good, like, kind of tangent is that you and I as DJs and as people who have to play like, you know, we're professional DJs, meaning not, not like in a cool way, but like in a way where we do weddings, basically. Yeah, that's what, that's what professional DJ yeah. means. It means you're a wedding DJ. So for us, we have to play music by deplorable people all the time. Right. And so it doesn't really feel like we've been playing like, you know, R. Kelly and Chris Brown and Michael Jackson and all these people like from the beginning of time and they've all had, you know, weird stuff going on for many, many years that we've all known about, but it seems like everybody was just okay with saying, well, it's just a song, whatever, let's dance. And as the DJ, we have to sort of facilitate that. And like, for me, I, I can't, I'm, I wonder if I've ever had songs that I just like refuse to play because the person was just so, that I like hate I hated the person so much. I don't I don't know. I mean, obviously, uh, like with the Michael Jackson thing, I mean, everyone's like everyone's like woke now to like everything that he's been doing. But haven't we already been? You know right. what I'm saying? Like, haven't we already been up on like I mean, the guy's got had allegations of pedophilia for years. Yeah. Like and this isn't and no one was like no one was like cool with that, right. but no one was also like, okay, I'm never listening to a Michael Jackson song again. But now it's all shifting. It's weird how it's very social. It's very social, yeah. which which makes it feel kind of disingenuous well, in a way. Kind, you know yeah, I mean? like faux wokeism, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Or performative wokeism. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's a ton of songs. Like, I get requests from old Nana to play Elvis, and Elvis yeah, exactly. was hollering yeah. at a 14-year-old. Or... Yeah. Uh, Bill Withers, Bill Withers has some bangers. 
Yeah. Beat the shit out of his wife. Yes. And then made an album about it mocking her. Like, that's not cool. None right. of that's cool. Exactly. But, like, we don't have questions about these artists. So, like, why do we pick and choose? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just weird. It's a weird, it's a weird situation. But, and I, and definitely that I had that moment when I was like thinking of what to play. There's a million different DJ Cummerbund songs that I could have played. But that's like the one, though. So that's why I chose that one. And also, there's no actual Michael Jackson content. It's all Quincy Jones, so whatever. Uh, yeah, that's actually pretty true. Yeah. yeah. I guess the, I guess there's some moans there, but whatever. Mm. But in any case, um, DJ Cummerbund is, like I said, every, pretty much every mashup that he does is like both, is both like... Um, jarringly corny and also like a masterpiece at the same time. So that's, and, and here's one issue that I, here's one like pet peeve I have of DJ Cumberbund and I get why he does it. Cause it's just his brand and it's how he does things. But every, pretty much every song has like macho man in it in some capacity, be it an, Oh yeah. Or whatever. And I get it because it's just a way to take it into like corny overload. And that's like DJ Cumberbund's brand. But and kind of going back to you and me being DJs, that is like, I, I kind of wish it didn't have Macho Man because I feel like that's I feel like those I those Macho Man IDs are just all over the song, and I kind of want it without the Macho Man IDs oh, so that you could use it. Yeah, so I could use it. Oh, exactly. Yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I'll play it with the Macho Man. You play it with I, Macho yeah, Man. Yeah, I don't. I'll play that at a wedding. I don't Damn, care. Okay. I don't care at all. It was just too good because. Uh, the macho man and the nods with all the corniness kind of makes me feel like he gets it, that he understands that he's doing like very good, terrible art. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that makes me feel better about it as if like, it's not girl talk. Yeah. I mean, girl talk did not know. That's another, that's, that's another funny thing about D, about DJ Cumberbund is like mashups are like possibly the most washed idea ever because they peaked with what? Girl Talk or the Gray Album or something. And yeah. that was like many, many years Man, ago. Man, that was such a bad era. Uh, yeah, it kind of was. That was terrible. It's like in general, an era for music. Like there was good music that came out of that era, but the stuff that was popping was bad. Yeah, so I don't know, awful. man. It, it, it's all bad. I, lo- I look back on that era in my lifetime as like my 80s bad hair, like terrible outfits era. I mean, they're all they're all that though. But see, just I, in their own way. I look back on the '90s finally, like, yeah, I was like, I'm cool with all that. And then I look back in the early 2000s, and I'm like, that's bad. Like, what was I wearing? Why does my hair look like that? Like, why was I wearing like, oh, button ups? With it was bad. It was yeah. bad. The, the bagginess of the jeans, the tall tees. It was all bad. Ooh, the tall tees. Oh yeah, Man. dog. Oh, dog. I, uh, May may, those back? may or may not have rocked the two headband look a la Nelly. Really? I'm just saying. Do you have, do you have evidence of this? Can uh, I see a photo? Probably not. Well, see, that was the day as a physical photo, so those were probably burned. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know if those are digitized anywhere. But yeah, just so bad. So, so bad. Yeah. Um, well, what do you have to say about this matchup, Eric? Uh, I just I really mean, appreciate how good bad it is. It, yeah. Like that's like basically it, yeah. That's what anyone anyone that listens to a DJ Cumberbund is going to have those exact emotions. I feel so, and that's those are the emotions that he wants you to feel. 
I'm just so he I'd was be, successful. I'd be really heartbroken to to find out that like he's not in on the joke. You know what I'm saying? But uh, also, that's like what the genius behind this is that you could show him. To, you could show this video to two different people, and somebody's gonna love it earnestly, and then somebody's gonna be like, "Oh my god, that's so corny! How did you find this?" You know what I'm saying? You're gonna yeah. get both reactions out of that, which right. I think is the mark of a good mashup. Right. That's yeah. like the oh, point. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. I mean, kudos. Ha- so, tip of the hat, sir. Yeah, yeah. Tip and, of the hat. And, and another thing, like DJ Cumberbund, if you happen to hear this, dog, where do you get your pellas? I need to know where you get those pellas. Oh yeah, the acapellas. Because the thing is, is I'm somebody that's made mashups before. Yeah, yes, I had, I had a out. time in my life First when I made mashups. Exactly. So I've made many mashups. Maybe you'll get punished with one someday here on the podcast. I, I yeah, I know you're. One of your mashups that. popped. The the Skrillex joint. Yes, it did with pop. Uh, Fly Like a G6. I'm gonna look up the I'm gonna look up the the view count right now. I thought it was taken down. No, yeah, well, for, so for all my, those that don't know, my upload got taken down. But then some asshat who didn't put my name in the in the like. Did they leave the graphic up though? The smiley face. No, dicks. Yeah, no. God. Yeah, uh, for for those of y'all in the know, uh, Trill Will over here mashed up. Uh, which Skrillex song was it? Ghosts in the Machine um, or something. I think it was called Scary Monsters. <laughs> Scary Monsters. And uh, Fly Like a G6 by that awful mid-2000s group. That was the epitome of that sound. Um, it, like, this is going on my tombstone, by the way. Like, this is like, yeah. this is what I'm going to be remembered it, yeah, by. Yeah, yeah. Like, Honestly. I, this is etched into the annals of time. I need to, whenever I travel and, like, meet cool artsy people, I need to start dropping that like I made it. Like, oh, yeah, I, I did that mashup. So, like, just this, I, I feel like I could get me somewhere. Like, if I drop that to the right person, I'm like, oh, my God, you did that mashup? Like, yeah, dog, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah okay, so, all right, so my upload uh-huh. from uh, eight years ago, or I think it was 2010. It was 2010, okay. so it was probably closer to nine years ago. An eon. Um, 180K views. What? Yeah. And bitch, <laughs> and the the re-uploaded version that is, that I am not credited in uh-huh. is three million views. Get the fudge out of here! Uh, nah, dog. Shut the front door. Exactly. That's why I'm saying like I've I've been busting my ass my whole life to make some sort of like content for consumption of some kind like when it comes to music or being a dj or being a blogger or or whatever and then what sticks Mm -hmm. what sticks eric is that skrillex and far east movement that's what far east movement god (laughs) yeah it it was i mean (laughs) of all the content you've curated exactly created i've i've been breaking my back that's and then that's the thing that actually gets heard I mean, there's literally like videos of people like there's a guy playing his drum set to it mm -hmm. on YouTube. There's like all these girls doing like little dance, like choreographed things to it. Those are my favorite of like the the teenage girl in front of the mirror yelling at her mom or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Those are so good. Yeah. Anyway, it's not about me today. It's about DJ Cumberbund. It is. So DJ Cumberbund. Okay. So first of all, he has guitar solos from the actual track on the mashup. So mm-hmm. how do you actually get 
I don't understand how that works. Like, how do you isolate a, a guitar solo? Do you re-record it? Because that's crazy. There's no way. Because, like, we, I heard crowd noise in, like, we watched another video with yeah, Kiss, and right. I, I heard the crowd noise while they were singing and playing guitar. So I was like, that now, can't you be know, redubbed. That could have been, are you, are you talking about just when they were singing? I don't know. Okay, because that because the obvi- obviously in. the video was in like a live. It, it was like live recordings, so it may have been that they were doing that on purpose and just adding extra crowd noise. He, he, I don't know. And he could have piped that in too. I don't know, but yeah. like it was just so good. And then he layered the Commodores vocals yeah. harmony underneath, and it matched. God, yeah, it was so good. So, are is there any chance mashups can make a comeback? I mean, or if anybody's going to lead the movement, you know who's, who it's going to be? It's going to be DJ Cumberbund. I don't know, man. Do you got another Skrillex joint in you? <laughs> I think we can make this pop. Um, I, I don't, I don't know about that. Let's, uh, let's link up with uh, Zach Fox. He did that uh, uh, George Benson and uh, Baby remix that I showed you a while back. Yeah, I think let's let's get on the horn. Let's link up with some famous people, and I think we can make this thing a comeback. Fa- link up with famous people to yeah. get our mashups to pop yeah. off? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I, right. think it's, I think it's the next wave. Corny is the new black. All right, well, DJ Cumberbund, hit us up. Let us know where you where you get those Pellas, dog. <laughs> I got to know. I got to know how the, how the Pellas are just so clean. Like, how do you find an acapella of, like, the Foo Fighters? Right. You know what I'm saying? Who? Yeah, Who? who? How? Like who, who, Sway? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Will. All right. What you got for me? I got a John. All right. Let's get to it. Eric, what did you think about that? Uh, so I like I, I like the the DJ edit culture of 
particularly those two genres that I'm thinking of, this one being New Orleans bounce music and also Baltimore Club or Jersey Club, whatever you want to call it, um, how they just sort of take a popular song, cut off, I guess, the bottom so that they can put new drums behind it and stuff. Uh, and it's not like an acapella or like an, an actual remix. It's just sort of... You could probably... You could find the acapella of Sweet well, Love, though. they clearly didn't. It's just the song You with, think? Yeah. I wouldn't pay attention. Yeah, the, it's, the, it's just the song with, you know, super loud, like ratchet, New Orleans-based drums yeah. underneath. And I I mean, I, I, I get it. Like, I like that. But at the same time, it just... It's the the drums are just so overpowering that you can never actually tell what the vocals say. But I guess the understanding is, dumbass, you already know what that song is. Right. So of course you're just going to be enjoying the song because you know what's going on underneath. You don't really need to hear every word like perfectly. So I mean, you know, I I, I can appreciate that. I mean, in, in 2019, like where do you where do you think the like the bounce scene is? The New Orleans bounce scene in 2019 because well, that, that is a very iconic sound yeah and there's little deviation that you can really apply like if you it's it just has to have those foundational elements right like of, bounces bounce yeah and bounce isn't veering off into that many directions what's the actual song that it samples like most oh I don't know is the, it I believe you yeah I mean it's it's some like 80s hip hop song that yeah. it samples that is like in every bounce song ever, yeah. even if it's totally off key, it's always off key yeah, because typically. it's basically just percussion, I guess that they, that they use it as. Um, but. Yeah, there's so many directions I want to take this in. Well, so I guess first, do we call this? Do we consider this a mashup, or is this DJ edit culture? Is this something I kind of I would call this a DJ edit. How different is mashups from DJ edits? Well, this is actually this is actual production put behind. I mean, so in my time mashups were not necessarily like extra production. You were actually just taking two pre-existing things and trying to fit them together. Mm -hmm. This is more like remix. This is more like of an actual remix because okay. you're actually adding in That's other, you're actually putting in your own production. True. Yeah. So I would, I would say that it's a DJ edit or if you, you know, gun to my head, I guess I would call it a, a remix. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. Um, you know, another genre genre that uh, that does this is uh, drum and bass. Actually, damn, what I should have... Wait, what? Damn, total miss. We might have to rewind. Ooh. What I totally missed is I should have played you the drum and bass remix to Sweet Love. So the thing is, Eric, it, you, you edit these things. So if you would like to play that for me right now and, and edit and create extra work you for yourself. Do you want to listen to it? I, yeah. <laughs> Let's just listen to 20 songs in a row and you have to edit all of them. See you. 
Okay, so that was amazing. Uh, <laughs> that was like st- jungleistic, straight out of '96, like opening for Goldie. Yeah, like like that was that was like. Uh, can you tell me a year on that? I have no idea. You have no idea. Honestly, okay. I have no idea. Because that that literally sounds like. But it's like, got to be early '90s. Yeah, it's got to it be early. Could 90s. be late '80s. I don't really know when the the jung junglist. Well, so okay. <laughs> So much like house and techno are kind of used, you know, somewhat interchangeably a lot of the time. Yeah. Drum and bass and jungle are also have that same kind of thing going on. But jungle is usually based on my own like lack of knowledge. What my understanding is that jungle is more like harkens back to like the nineties and like the the sort of like jungle rave scene in the UK in the nineties. And Jungle is what that was, which is like that particular breakbeat. There's like a couple different breakbeats used. And it's, you know, cut up um, all, all freakishly around the track. And so that's exactly what that was. Drum and bass is normally a little more like just straightforward beats, not necessarily like breakbeats. Gotcha. But um, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm thinking the first year this came out was 94. White label release. Shout out to M Beat featuring Naslin. Yeah, absolutely. So I heard of the song just carousing my uh you know, my weekly drum and bass uh record shopping. <laughs> Came across that uh <laughs> nah um the roots tell a really good story of um them in the early nineties after they cut their their demo and got signed. You know, they were that the live hip hop band and they were kind of like jazz, you know, hip mixed with hip hop. So they just their label just sent them over to Europe and was just like, they'll love you over there. Go, you know, cut your teeth and bust your chops and like work your way into the scene there. So they get over there living. So they like lived in Europe. Yeah. The roots. Oh, yeah. For yeah, like months on end or like a whole year. And they would just tour and just live and kind of record. Yeah. So. Like Questlove and Black Dot are like going to some underground murky ass club in the UK, and you know they just got there. They have no idea what the scene is, and then all of a sudden, imagine Anita Baker, "Sweet Love" comes on, and they look at each other like, "What the fuck? Like, did we? (laughs) Yeah, are we screwed? Like, is this what they're into? Because this is not us." So then, like, the "Sweet Love" chords come on, and the whole crowd goes wild, and then. Yeah, the whole crowd is just like, oh, like immediate bum rush to the dance floor. And yeah. they had just played a show where they're playing their, you know, hip hop jazz fusion and they clear the house because nobody's trying to hear that shit. Yeah. So Sweet Love comes on and they're like, did, like, what's good? They're having like an existential crisis. Like, we're not going to make it. Like, if this is what they're into, then the vocals start and the crowd starts cheering even more. And they're like, wait, why are they listening to like, Anita Baker? Yeah. Like, this isn't. And then the drums kick it. Yeah. And then they, the whole crowd loses its shit yeah and they look at each other and they were like i don't know if we're ready like (laughs) we might i don't know what we signed up for okay so if you remember on um oh i'm gonna have to remember the name of the song it was it was their first big breakthrough song it featured eve uh a rap song the roots yeah the roots featuring eve and it was oh uh, not uh, you got me you got me yeah 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 so you got me has a pretty jungleistic like drum breakdown at the end. That's true. And I kind of have to wonder, like, do you think that was in any way influenced by jungle culture? For sure. For, yeah. I mean, well, 
Uh, Quest is just like a really nerdy cat. Well, well I would say he's he's way more into breakbeats. Yeah, you know sure. what I'm saying. Um, and also being from Philly, there's like some kind of like dance music kind of scene mm. over there too. Okay. So I'm pretty sure they were just kind of doing some like their own breakbeat kind of thing, but I'm yeah. sure that they like talked about like, oh, that's kind of junglist in there. Mm. And I don't know what the motivation was, but yeah, I see mm. where you're going. But yeah, they did. They spent a lot of time over in the, in Europe and like Amsterdam and you know, weird that's ass. That's really little, weird. Yeah. Never knew that. Booths. Okay. Well, anyway. So what, what version do you like better? Oh, right. I, I'm going to have to say the jungle version. They're, they're, see, <laughs> okay. So here's the thing. I love New Orleans Bounce, but I mean, this sounds like a lot of New Orleans Bounce remixes to me where it's like an old popular song and the drums are so overpowering that you can't really hear the song that well, which is the point. Yeah. But on the jungle version, like you could actually hear Do you think there was a the, happy the drums. Yeah, it was a happy marriage. Absolutely. Uh, see. It's so unfair because we're not in like some dingy ass, sweaty, two story duplex in New Orleans with like a stack of towers blaring Anita Baker's Sweet Love. Right. Just like sweaty asses surrounding us, like falling from the ceiling. Because that's the only context in which you can listen to bounce. So, like, just cruising around on a podcast or like me and you sitting around farting i know on, a, on I know. talking to the mics like this is not the right context for it yeah i would say probably maybe 20 percent of the songs that we actually talk about on here we're listening to in the correct environment and like all that kind of stuff yeah. sound equipment all that stuff so okay because the jungle version of sweet love is so ridiculous yes and the drop is so incredibly like such an amazing buildup. I do love that about it. But can I read you? Shout out to DJ Ken Spiffy Jr. who did <laughs> That's the that's the dude that did the bounce. Who did the bounce oh, remix. I commented on his YouTube Jr. and his SoundCloud and I said this belongs in the Smithsonian and the National <laughs> Library of Congress. This needs to be the new national anthem. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for this beautiful piece of art. Okay. It's just so, okay. Because I love Bounce, and I'm, I'm to the point where like, I can listen to like bouncy-ass Bounce in the car, like chilling on, a, on coming home from church. You know what I'm saying? So I enjoy it just chilling. I'll clean my house to Bounce yeah. and just have fun with it. Yeah. So I love the Anita Baker like this, that that bounce version was made for me because I love that Anita Baker whole Rapture album. Yeah, it pretty much lives on my turntable because that's the only vinyl that I play. Mm-hmm. I probably own like a hundred vinyl, and that's like the only one that gets any burn. Yeah. Um. So then to just like I already know the song, I already know the I'm singing the Anita Baker yeah, lyrics yeah, yeah. anyway. Yeah. Anita is just back up to me. Exactly. So you yeah. give me the bounce drums. Yeah. That that's all I need. Okay. So that. in my heart I of hearts, that. I love the bounce version more, but I recognize that the that the drop and that build up on that M beat remix was beautiful. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. I'm I'm glad we 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 came to a conclusion on Man, that. Man, that uh, what year did you say that the roots went to? Uh, I want to know what year that came from. Well, That's... it was like any year after Organics. So I mean, okay. they probably released Organics in like what ninety one. 
Yeah. Uh, so they were there pretty much throughout the entire 90s, man. So basically the whole like acid house movement in the UK. Yeah. When raves just like blew up and that like became. That's them. Yeah. Okay. The whole time. So, I mean, if you want to give it that timeline of that song, that song came out in 94, maybe had been popping in the club the year before that. So maybe yeah. they get there around 93. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Eric, for both songs. Thanks for uh, playing an extra song that you now have to edit. It's very I'm, kind of you. I'm still not doing a good job at trolling you, am I? I? I mean, you're again. Your brand of trolling is not exactly trolling. It's it's. Am I too nice of a troll? I mean, you're not actually trying to make me have a bad time. So I feel like I got some criticism for going way too hard in the paint on you for your video game addiction. Oh well, that's so like I'm mean to you, but I'm not. You're mean not enough trolling. Troll. You're not trolling with music. Yeah, you're just trolling with like hurtful words, right? Which is yeah, totally just, different. Just genuinely, <laughs> just don't think of you as a very nice person because of that. Okay, yeah, that's fair. I'll get better at that. I'll get better. All but, right, all right, Nudsters, check us out on Spotify, Spotify, Apple yes. Podcasts. Like and subscribe. Uh, tag us and your favorite artists. Uh, all their social media. Let them know that we're popping. You know what? Let's find out what. Uh, let's give a holler and see what's cracking with MB and Nazalyn. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's find out where they're where they're at. I'm sure they're. Are they still raving? Are they have they just not stopped since '94? I've, I've literally never heard the names, oh, which I'm on, kind dude. of embarrassed about. Come on, dude. Yeah, step your game yeah. up. All right, all right, uh, all right, newsters. We'll catch y'all next week. See you then. Peace. Peace.